I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by the gorgeous Angela Scanlon, and we're about to deep dive into your early childhood. We're about to get balls deep in Ireland. Balls deep in Ireland. Oh, balls deep. have been doing that for fucking years. Oh, yes, you guys talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a political podcast, Angela. Stop it. <laughs> we don't have time for that. No. Um, I also don't think I have like the minerals. Like I instantly started to sweat when you said that. Fine, it's fine. You're off. You're off. God. Um, where are you talking to? We're from now. Just so I've got some London. You, yeah. Yeah. So I live here. Uh, Everyone thinks I live in Ireland because I do take a lot of green pictures when I'm home and I get a bit misty eyed and awkward about being away. So I like try to make sure they feel I haven't left. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, I do a chat show from home and I call yeah. Ireland home, even though I've lived here for 10 years. So, um, yeah, it looks like I'm home a lot. No, but then I think it's so as someone who's not like obviously from London, yeah. um, I really struggle. Like, and it, it, it's almost like having a you second really child. What in London? No, I really struggle with like. Um, so right, this is how I describe it. It's Go like on. having a sec, having a second child. So Newcastle is my first child, right? Yeah. Okay. And okay. I absolutely love it. It's always going to be super special to me for loads of reasons. It's the first. It's you know blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But then I have this second child, which like wow, is actually also really class. Yeah, but you're and not like, allowed to say you love it more. I can't Definitely say not. I, no. well, absolutely, and I don't love it no. more. It's different. I love it for different things. You know, very I'm diplomatic. Able- yeah. Yeah, I'm able to do my career here really easily. And I've got like, oh, the capital city on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then, oh God, but the but the first child's still so special. You can't feel any less special. So when I'm talking about my life in London, or how I, I'm always a little bit conflicted. And I feel like that's probably your headspace too. A hundred percent. And it's funny because as you mentioned, I have two daughters and I was always a little bit fearful that when the second would come along. Also, I'm a second of four. Oh. So I didn't know if the reality of a second child coming along and I did actually love the first one more, 
I would realize that potentially that was how my parents felt about me. And the reality of that would suddenly become really, really unavoidable. Hot, hot to deal with. <laughs> so like a lot happening, right? Anyway, as it turns out, and friends of mine were like, your love doesn't half when you have a second child. Your heart doubles. I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Emil. Um, your friends sound like great knobs. <laughs> <laughs> but also true, Vicky. <laughs> You'll be coming back to me now when you throw those second batch of eggs and you're like, honestly do I have capacity and I'll say babe your heart doubles okay lean in um, <laughs> but I think with London and Dublin so what I've started to say to my eldest is when I'm like oh, I love oh my god I love you guys so much about the two girls and then I'll say to her you know I've loved you the longest and that will always be the way okay so it's not like a preference it's just a factual statement yeah. and so Ireland I have loved for longer than I've loved London so I can always you're so clever that is such a brilliant way of putting it yeah. diplomatic true factual not exactly. leaning too much into the emotive yeah so you're like do you know what Ireland like is special because it's like my longest love affair um, and then you know London's exciting I mean I'm conflicted about London Un until recently I found it really really hard yeah. I came over here like almost on a whim I couldn't get an agent in Ireland and so I was like googling agents in London somehow got so bloody lucky <laughs> and start and was like oh we'll just see what sticks and uh, so I hadn't committed to London I was over and back basically pretending to people over here that I lived here pretending to people in Ireland that I lived there and kind of Been double jobbing exactly <laughs> Um, and but it, it really did take a while when I actually committed to being in London. I, I found it so incredibly suffocatingly lonely yeah, and people same. talked about it being, oh, it's a real lonely city. And I just thought it was so pathetic to admit that. I was like, mm -hmm. come on, it's I'm, I can hear people talking people outside everywhere. my window. <laughs> They're everywhere. How can you possibly lo be lonely? And that felt like a massive failure to me. And it was not an option for me to ever leave without conquering it. As I felt, I was like, I can't go. This feels like it's got the better of me. And it, it really does took a long, long time for it to feel like I was at home or I had a sense of ease or, you know, comfort in, in yeah. London. Did, is your fella um, from Irish. London? Irish. Oh, you see? So Double what was whammy. that? Did, did he come over with you? Or did I you dragged him, him over. Yeah. Dragged kicking him over. and screaming. <laughs> Literally kicking and screaming. And then the odd time I'd get a wobble and he'd be like, are you for fucking real? <laughs> So if he's not from Dublin, he's from Cork and he'd be like, excuse me now, I've literally <laughs> moved us over here. You better make this work. <laughs> My you mom fucking man up. <laughs> like, do you know what? I really just want to move to Cork and set up a florist. I just don't know if I'm cut out for this business anymore. I feel like I'm much more, you know, sensitive and vulnerable. And maybe this is just not what I'm supposed to be doing. Shall we go to West Cork? And he's like, get to fuck. We moved to London, make it work. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Hey, uh, Lizzie, just wondering any work this week? <laughs> I'm back. Oh, I'm back in the room. Back in the room. Yeah. I do exactly the same thing, mate. Like every time something doesn't go exactly my way here, right? Like say... We live in this really close, um, close, close, actually. There's okay. only like eight houses and it's very like uh, Wisteria Lane. Um, Lush. Desperate Housewives vibes. It's really nice. But you know, like there's always one. 
isn't there? And there is, is two doors down or no, it's fucking right across the road from us, mate. <laughs> do they listen to this podcast? No way. But if they do, I hope you know you're not fucking knobs. Honestly, <laughs> they've called the police on Milo, like me, beautiful Labrador dog. Yeah. They described him as a dangerous rescue dog. Like, honestly, they've just gone no, like, no um oh, length has been. Bed, yeah. Okay. Um, so anytime something happens like that, I'm just like, that's it. You wouldn't get this up north. Like, I want to go back. I want to open a deli. I want to yeah. call it Max and Milo's. And I want to hear the sea. And I want to see me mom every day. And this is this like spiral I go down. And Erkan's like, will you just fucking shut up? Go into the room and meditate there. Have a bath and fuck off, please. No, you go, you go are you on your period? That's what I get. <laughs> That's so reductive, Erkin. But yeah, actually, it's due. Yeah, <laughs> fucking two days away, mate. Good shout. I, I just, <laughs> like. I really need to get one of those flow tracker things again. It sneaks up on me every month. <laughs> Walks me around the head. And um, you know oh. when you say you want to open a deli, that's what yeah. I want to do. So I studied business at uni. I've Did since, you? like God, set you've up had business. loads of lives. Oh, I'm seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually... I just use Elizabeth Arden all over my face and over and my fanny. You should see her. She's sparkling. <laughs> like a mouse is here. They are so soft, though. I bet soft and small. That's the yeah, that's small. the compliment today. Okay, fine, great, good to know. Um, but I did what? So now I I have set up. Um, a a jewellery business called Freckle, but that's like been a relatively new um, encounter. We're like a year in. But previously, I wanted to set up a deli with one of my best friends. And so we started looking around at premises. Now, should we hadn't been to rub together. I don't know what we intended to buy this bloody or rent this premises with. But anyway, we were like, we'd go sit. sit. It was before coffee shops. But we'd sit with our notebooks and we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. And you can build your own salad. And that was like really, mm. really cutting edge at the time. And yeah. so all of these ideas and... We kind of this one particular day we, you know, been looking at these properties and whatever else, and the realization that we had no capacity to set up a deli tomorrow. <laughs> this is a, a longer reaching goal for us as it turned out, and um, we went into a local cafe, like very local, and we're fifteen years ago in Mead, just seen. <laughs> so it wasn't like a sexy cafe, no. And uh, there it's was giving two- rustic. It's yeah, that's generous. And so we went in and there was two L ones is how I describe them. <laughs> yeah. Two like mature ladies behind the desk, behind the deli counter with uh, white like butcher's coats on and hairnets. OK, and so the two of us were edging along the deli, the front of the deli counter, and neither of us said anything. And then we both looked at each other. We sat down with our salads of like tinned sweet corn and iceberg yeah. lettuce and a bit of peppers. Right. <laughs> and we just looked at each other and thought, I don't I don't think this is it, babe. <laughs> and we were like, thanks, fuck, I am not wearing a hairnet. <laughs> that was it. Oh. Oh, was, the, was that the dream dead mate was it dead but like nice quick that's yeah. the thing I think failure or realization and then pivot quick <laughs> like cool yeah don't I, like, never, just, I never want to do it anyway 
<laughs> no, never wanted to do it anyway. I just wanted to make hold hard cash and be like a business owner. You know, when mm. I was a kid, um, I when people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to say, fuck knows where this came from. I want to be a businesswoman in a turquoise convertible with my hair blowing in the wind. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very grand image like Hello. just as you say that I'm like oh impressive tell I me know. more <laughs> I know I know um like Diane Keaton and baby boom that's oh. kind of the vibe I was yeah. like you know I'm gonna do it for myself I'm gonna need no man to buy me a car I was very much a feminist at five even though I didn't know how to spell that how to pronounce it it was not in the vocabulary in our home it was like no fuck that I'm doing it myself come on up here He's Max. His dad. His dad's took Milo out on a walk, Ange, oh. and so Max is just feeling very sorry for himself and he's crying all. next to Mammy's feet. Milo, um, Max, do you which is the Ange? eldest? Milo. He's out for his Milo. Walk. Max is okay. still a bit small. Do you want to meet Annie Angela? Hi, Hi yeah. Baba. Oh, he's oh, right off. Fuck right later. off. <laughs> well, look, do you want to see Ash as a lovely? Oh, hi, what a gorgeous one. And, and that marble table is lush as well. Oh, I made it fucking was if I'd tell the cleaners not to use like chemicals on it straight away. Did they ruin it? Like they took the whole top of it off. Shit. I know, and it wasn't cheap either. Fuck me. And a mitered edge. I've learned about that recently. Well, this is like obviously a really good segue into your show on the BBC. I didn't, re- mate, I can't believe so. Obviously, I got like all my research on you this morning and it was yeah. like she was a, but I mean, fair enough, you were an Irish dancer, but I kind of believe that's probably <laughs> everybody in Ireland. Oh, no, I mean, I danced for 20 years, babe. I, I was hardcore. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, were you ever in the river dance? Was I ever in the river dance? Um, I. <laughs> It's not called the River Dance. It's called River Dance. Um, but <laughs> sorry, sorry to everyone in Ireland. <laughs> no, I well, I I danced. So basically, the dancing school that I was part of, um, yeah. or uh, sixteen out of the twenty-four original River Dancers were from my school. So oh. we, as part of the school, got like permission to dance River Dance. Nobody else could do it. So we used to tour well, around the cradle of River Dance. Yeah, we were like the babies doing river dance. Yeah. Oh my god, that's actually mad prestigious, man. I know, and also still, when I hear the music, I'm like, it's like something in my bones, my posture takes over. Do you here back in the room? Do you get pissed and do it at parties? Yes. Yeah. Good. That's pretty. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Our relationship wouldn't have been the same if the answer to that was no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you went from so obviously you always had a kind of performing mm. sense of like hard work and diligence achieving streak within you yeah um, but then I, I mean I was reading all the stuff you've done and I was like Jesus Christ like I wasn't joking it sounds like you've had loads of lives so you were like a stylist first is that right yeah, yeah. and what was the idea behind that <laughs> was it always I'm going to be a tv stylist uh, no absolutely not oh. so I studied business obviously realized that the deli dream was not the one and thought shit (laughs) shit what am I like what am I gonna do and so then I worked I probably kept this one out of my biog I worked in um doing invoicing for an anesthetist and his wife (laughs) I don't know why that wasn't on the old CV it's so glam and so I thought you know what fuck it maybe I liked in my head I was like I really like fashion um and we came to the conclusion 
as a family, i.e. me and my mom, that maybe you could just get a normal job and like buy clothes on the weekend. <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, that seems quite sensible, actually. <laughs> it was horrendous. It was the worst, literally the worst time of my life. Worst time of my life. So I, I it, and actually it was a really good lesson. If we're talking about gratitude and like putting a nice spin and reframing things, yeah. I'm really grateful because I was... De- in hindsight, deeply depressed at that time. Oh, but it was a very clear message to me that I was like, okay, me having a wage every week is not the thing. Like that, uh, the security of money is not what I'm driven by. That actually I'd much rather uh, have less money or, you know, no money um, and, and, be, and doing figure out exactly that. Yeah. So that kind of became, you know, quite a driving force. Anyway, I started importing handbags Ooh. and selling them on a stall in Dublin. So I basically... Like handcrafted leather vibes. Yeah, like Miss Bud was one of them. And then, shit, I forget the name of the other one, but I basically called them up. Again, Googled back in the day, uh, you know, independent handbag designers and found a couple of really nice labels and then told each of the labels that I represented the other. And they were like, oh, yeah, I know them. And so I went to London with the bag, like with a bit of cash, with a like one of those granny plaid bags that Balenciaga now pay <laughs> charging for. Um, and I filled them and I came home and I, f- I got myself a, a spot at this stall, set up my table and every Friday, Saturday, Sunday it was in there selling my bags. And then I would go around to charity shops and find nice things and, mm-hmm. and sell them. And then while I was there, started doing personal shopping and realized, you know, there was a magazine that was in this, this um, market. And one of the women who had set up the market was the stylist in the magazine. I was like, oh my God, I've read magazine. It never occurred to me that somebody actually put those clothes on that model. Fucking hell, that is a revelation. So I was like, how do I get a bit of that? So I then started assisting her as a stylist. And so I worked as a stylist and a personal shopper. And then while I was personal shopping, um, I got got approached, like literally, will you come on our show to talk about what drew barrymore wore to the oscars on friday and so more in in a trend capacity and i did it and it was live and maybe because of my irish dancing i was like three two one and like the live <laughs> the buzz was amazing did you, love, did you just I fall in love with it. the whole thing i loved oh. it and i loved the terror it was the first time i'd had that sense of like knowing deep down you know my dancing teacher used to say unless your head falls off and rolls across the stage you keep going and so there was always this sense it's giving of dance moms <laughs> dance moms but it's like this the show must go on you know yeah. so there was this kind of inbuilt like knowing that okay i can do this the live thing felt really like comfortably uncomfortable Um, and I had truthfully gotten really bored of people asking me what should I be wearing this series or this season because I was like I genuinely couldn't care less babe live your life whatever makes you happy but that was not a satisfactory response (laughs) from someone they were paying for advice (laughs) and so Uh, I thought yeah whatever (laughs) who gives a shit um, I started, yeah, I started basically developing and producing bits for um, telly, uh, all in fashion at the time, but then, you know, starting to pitch uh, other bits and pieces. And I did, I pitched a documentary idea uh, called Oi Ginger, um, which was exploring gingerism as the last remaining acceptable prejudice. And, and they 
commissioned the documentary. Did they love um, it? Loved I it. Watch I mean, it. You should watch it, babe. I don't know where you'll find it, but it's probably on YouTube. And so that was my first doc. And then I did four after that. And then I did a series of six after that, that the BBC um, acquired. And then, yeah, that was kind of the beginning of telly for me. I've just got so many questions. So first of all, you truly are a grafter and you are like the master of your own design. Like you, you can't say oh, I was in the right, there's no, I was in the right place at the right time. No. no. Oh, look, fate, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You fucking knew what you wanted or you thought you did. You got yeah. your head down. You were resilient. You rolled with the punches. You adapted when you had to. Like, I just think that's really yeah. inspirational. I don't want to sound in any way, like I'm I'm not being um, complimentary about like slightly younger generations and stuff, but mm-hmm. I sort of feel like really, really <clears throat> terrified about like what they're going to do. Like even with my partner, Erkan, who is a bit younger than me and I consider to be a different generation, like I sometimes think they just think something's going to fall in their lap. Yeah. And and like, I never had that. Granted, I do think I was lucky with Geordie Shaw that completely that opened up. Me. Yeah, it did make because I yeah. wasn't I wasn't as savvy or as pushy as you. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I would have I don't think I would have got to where I am now half as quickly if it wasn't for that opportunity. But yeah, I do sometimes think like Jesus Christ, like I worry what's going to happen. They all just think they're going to be influencers or like, but I on think or whatever. Totally, and I also think there's a such a um, like I didn't want to do telly because. Um, it would make me famous. That's almost the downside of it for me. Yeah. I wanted to do because it, it was ideas. It was like creative. Exciting. You were creating yeah. something. It was so exciting to me. And you were part of a team and you'd all arrive on set and it was like, shit, we did this. This is amazing. Yeah. And so it was, you know, the motivation to do it was very different and the drive to do it was very different. Um, but I, I think... So, you know, there's obviously a lot of chat about manifesting these days. And I really am, you know, like I I think there's there's definitely something in that. Mm. But I think the packaging of that these days is sit in your home, you know, whip out a nice little fancy Pinterest board, physical or digital, whatever you're into, pin it to the wall and then like sit there and eat fucking crisps and wait for the magic to happen. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. And I we really need to action it. it. You need oh, action. The action piece is the piece that people are missing. You're like, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Unless yeah. you instigate things, nothing comes back. So you can have That's all it. the ideas in the world. You can align yourself up for fucking <laughs> magic. But if you're not actually getting your arse out into the world, then you're going nowhere. <laughs> No, then this is so it. So I can't tell you how many chats I've had with my pals who I think they're busy women. They've got kids, they've got jobs, Mm -hmm. they've got fellas, they've got food to get on the table. Like, I fucking love me, mate. It's like a salt the earth. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So, like, they'll just, I don't think they've quite got the head around the manifesting thing. And so they'll just go, oh, yeah, I'll I'll be manifesting that for you. Yeah. (laughs) When I tell them I want a job or something, I'm like, I'm not quite sure that's how it works, pal. I mean, like, also, will you send her on to me? That is power. I'll, oh, I'll be manifesting. <laughs> and I think your heart is so in the right place. I absolutely fucking love you. But there must be so many people out there who will literally just think, in order to get 
you know, the man of the dreams or the promotion or whatever it is that is on their vision board. They've just got to sit at home and send out positive vibes. Just write it down. Yeah, oh, write it down. Put it in your your journal, you know. So no, I I completely And that's not to take the piss out of all those things because there's validity in them, totally. And also, like, you know, I think what they do is they focus the mind. They, If you're not sure where you want to go, they will maybe, you know, help you uh, recognise clarity exactly that um and but the idea is that maybe you're a bit more open to opportunities but I genuinely think it's okay what can I do this week and actually I listened to uh, Davina McCall on a podcast recently she's like I'm still emailing producers I'm still emailing them going have you thought about this have you thought about that this would be a great idea ITV what about me for this if this job comes back I'd like to be in the mix and you kind of think most people think oh no 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 you get to a certain level you've got to look a bit aloof and you know untouchable and actually I think it is that that drive and that hunger and that openness to actually chase down opportunities to show that vulnerability and see I still fucking want this yeah exactly like that. I'm never above that mate like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. think it would be a real shame if as if and listen I'm not speaking from a place of experience because I don't know loads of people from the younger generation I really don't I'm yeah yeah old cow but I just think that hunger that drive that desire to fucking make something of yourself yeah. potentially like in, in in a space that's difficult that takes mm-hmm. some work yeah. I don't know if there's that there anymore and it would be a proper travesty because when I meet women like you all men it's so impressive it just gives you like you when you meet a person who's hustled and, and grown and yeah. still hung it's just it is it is a remarkable thing and I don't know I'd, I'd be upset if the next generation didn't have some of those values yeah I mean I think they do. I mean it's maybe too wide sweeping and maybe we're in general yeah but also maybe we're going oh my god like you, we got through all of that and then thought oh I'm gonna do a little bit of healing now that I've got time whereas they're going I think I'd like to enter my life fully healed mm. and like that's also a load of bollocks because <laughs> it's you know, a never ending. Exactly. Like you're always moving towards that. So I think the idea of sitting down and healing and then beginning is a trap. Topsy-turvy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Also potentially the argument that I am actually just old and I've started to do the whole back in my day, (laughs) which is really scary, but obviously a, a real, a real option actually. Yeah. 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 I think so. But I think it's fine. It's literally the gift of be the elderly. <laughs> That's all we've got, and I'm fucking clinging to it, mate. Exactly. We were better. <laughs> we were, but you're straddling the lines beautifully. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm on TikTok. How the fuck does that work? You, I feel like you jump on board openly with gusto. No, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. Like my agent rang us and she was like, You need to get on TikTok. And I was like, I'm But like who does them for you? So my hairdresser. So he's young and fun. Um uh and he's great on TikTok. Like he's amazing. Thomas. So do you like go, okay, I'm gonna do a day now and Tommy's coming over and ah yeah, okay. That's it. It's all about like like stockpiling the content Mm. and then like almost like putting it out in an organic way so people think like oh she's so ah, young when okay. actually I had to fucking ring them just to find out how to post it again so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god does Tommy work freelance by any chance <laughs> man he'd be all over that he'd love to do some content we all send you <laughs> please do um, what's his right yeah. joking <laughs> <laughs> 
No, seriously. Sorry. So interestingly, though, I'm really yeah. keen to get into the documentary space. Obviously, oh, you'd them. be fantastic. I made the one with my dad last year and we've got yeah. some nice treatments in with Channel 4 and there's talk and buzz and all the rest of it. And like, yeah. you know, I'm a lot of both fucking pushing. Like I ask every month, like, what's happening? Any news? Um, yeah. yeah. Have you, you thought about that one? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, but I'm just... <clears throat> I'm really nervous. Like, obviously, that one I did with my dad was personal, Angela. So yeah. I felt like I had a right to discuss it. But you yeah. know, when you start to get away from the ones that you're like, it, it um, very closely centered around you, kind yeah. of, yeah. And it becomes you're being recognised in more of a journalistic space. I have yeah. a real imposter syndrome about it, and I'm a bit nervous. I think imposter syndrome is fine. My, again, reframing it rather than going, oh my God, it's this like thing that follows me around, like that's going to ruin my life. I actually think it's a signal to you that you're in a like deliciously uncomfortable space. Like that's if you don't have, <laughs> yeah, if you don't have imposter syndrome, you're, you haven't pushed yourself. You're in your while. comfort zone, aren't you? In your comfort yeah. zone, I think. So I'm like, yeah, imposter syndrome, get in here. Ride me like a pony. Um, <laughs> but I also think that you, if you think about it, it's different disciplines. But this podcast is you interviewing people about their stories with curiosity and openness and a lack of judgment. And I think that's often not present in documentaries and it's what you need you need to be a blank canvas to explore other people's experience and I think you'd be really brilliant at that and you're so empathetic is that the word I always get slightly confused um like you're very you can read people you know and you can feel what they're thinking and I think you know when to when to go when to leave space so I mean you may you feel like documentaries are new for you but these are basically short documentaries in audio form that's I had never thought about it like that I always just say you know my podcast is a lovely chat with someone I find interesting bollocks it's an interview (laughs) the short documentary (laughs) okay fuck off Louis Theroux I'm ready (laughs) you're old anyway (laughs) move over But I do think that it's openness and it's curiosity and you either have that or you don't. You can be the shiniest, most fabulous, you know, super polished. If you are not naturally nosy and inquisitive about humans, whether there's a camera in your face or not, then you're not meant to do that gig. And I think you have that. I imagine like apart from Rosie across the road bitching about your dogs, you chat to anyone and you get to the nub, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I do have an 
obsession with human nature mm-hmm. and like Urkan will come home and be like oh so and so like his pals he'd be like oh you broke up with so and so and I'd be like well, why yeah, yeah sure right I'm still speaking was it amiable do you think mm-hmm. we'll get back together and he's like Devin Ali they're just not they're just not together anymore and I'm like how what? can you how is that all you know about your friend of 20 years and his breakup like fuck off it drives yeah. me mental like I do need to know everything so yeah, yeah. I think um no, you're I ready think, babe you're ready made us really excited mm-hmm. um so I think you're similar to me in that sense that like you are a nosy face nosy bitch and, yeah and then that is why I feel like you're perfectly suited to your show on RTE so ask me anything yeah basically yeah. and I had a little watch this morning if you're one with Jedward but I don't know that was series one and that was series one loads of fantastic amazing really exciting guests and said who's been your favorite oh I mean this is controversial uh-huh. but I had Anne Robinson on last year uh, we just linked Anne Robinson yeah Hi. and I'm not gonna lie oh I don't know whether you like angel numbers but look 11 11 oh it just changed. It felt special. Felt like we had a special moment. <laughs> 11, 11. Just uh, uh, Anne Robinson was just completely unexpected. Who else was on last series? I mean, we had Rob Delaney on series one. Chris O'Dowd, I Ashley fucking B. love Rob Delaney. Um, he is nice. I, wonderful. I was just talking about him on the podcast the other day. Amazing, he's amazing. such a, um, a meant supporter of the NHS. And it, it came Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, he's just such an amazing man. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. An amazing writer and performer yeah. and like just a really gorgeous human, actually. Um, very, very generous. Um, and so he was lovely. Tom Allen was on um was this series. Too. He's fab. Has he been on this? No, so he's not been on this, but um, he'd be great. He would be great. Well, actually, I'm in talks to do a different show at the moment. Mm. Um, and they're looking at bringing someone on with some serious presenting chops, obviously. And his name's been bandied around. And I'm like, it's so, it's so early days. Like, I've gone, but I was really excited. I oh, wouldn't have met dream. him once. Oh, no, lovely so combo. He's yeah. fab. That'd be gorgeous. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we've had loads. Mini Driver was on our last uh, series oh, as well. Gosh. Yeah. I'm who's... obsessed with her. I know. She's really brilliant she and magical. Really... She's very Hollywood. She did this really great sitcom that I just thought she was far too good to do. But like, I what's was, it called? Was when her son is in the wheelchair. Oh, it that's only I very recently, has yeah. it? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And was just, it not great? But she was. No, it was great. But I was just like, this feels not good enough for how amazing you are. But it was just it all come together lovely, and I just thought maybe it's when you're as successful as she is you can pick and choose things that you just think are fab you actually just really love yes going back to what you said you know sometimes it's not about the money and the wage it is about oh this sets my soul on fire yeah yeah so Um, she's fab but look the show is it's that kind of dream gig it's a saturday night um that's big that that show i know i know i'm buzzing for you with that that's fucking actually so class everyone island sitting down to you on a saturday is i know and i wear the campus outfits you've ever seen (laughs) in your life yeah 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 it's ridiculous um but i i love it i absolutely love it and it's the first time that there's been a female host in that main schedule they've done like Saturday night, female host, but in the summer schedule, you know, when the lads are taking a break. When the lads are like getting pissed and playing golf in Portugal. Exactly. You can have a moment, hon. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so it it feels big for loads of different reasons, but mostly it's just been a fucking hoot. We have a, such a great time, like such a great time. And then look, your homemade perfect feels so different to that and is on BBC, but yeah. also on Netflix. So there's a whole other audience of youngins watching that show who are like, oh my God, I love those goggles. How do I get my walls to move? When can I see the sun? <laughs> Um, but that's nosiness at the heart of it as well you know it's like actually being able to root around somebody's house and you know ask the question much like you're like what happened in the breakup you're like okay so what's what's going on here I don't think we just need a conservatory guys (laughs) what are we into here (laughs) yeah has there ever been when you've been doing um ask me anything a question Mm. you really wanted to ask but you weren't allowed no no. You've really just gone for it every time. I've really gone for it. I mean, one of the ones that was doing the rounds recently, and I mentioned Dan Robinson, she sat down and we kind of toyed with this a little bit. And uh, and she sat down and I said, shall we get it out of the way? She was like, and I said, let's talk about your facelift. No, you didn't. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I've had a facelift. And what? And she said, what? 30 years ago, and what? Exactly. And she was like, why shouldn't I? She said, it is a service to women to tell them. She's like, I'm, I do Pilates. I have money and I have time to keep myself like this. And she said, I think it is a service to women to tell them, you know, it, it it's the feminist thing to do is to admit what you've gotten done instead of pretending. Yeah. I was yeah. like, babe, that's a good spin. I liked it. I liked her <laughs> openness, like her kind of directness, you know. Um, so yeah, it is, usually... it is a good way of looking at it, though, isn't it? Like, you know, it totally. she is being honest, she is being open. Like, yeah, everybody's having nips and tucks and tweaks and things to make yeah. themselves feel all right. She's in her like, late 70s. No, I mean, she looks fucking ridiculous for that. Yeah, that is and she's got like an she's got energy as well, you know. Yeah, you yeah. know, she's she's quite fierce. Um, who else? Mary Berry was on Mm. and was just again it was like the queen entering yeah you know and it's really interesting to see because they joined the sofa this time so you can see people everyone's demeanor changes and they're like (laughs) oh she's in the room everyone behaves a little bit straighter and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and they wait they don't butt in they just like you know oh she has an energy though like I remember being at like TV Choice Awards or something years ago now yeah. and she was there um, and they won for something of course mm-hmm. they did and um, I was I couldn't help myself I think I was still a little bit green at the, like at the gills and I didn't realise you couldn't just boo up to these people because and lick her yeah just ask her about a soggy bottom like it was just all so stereotypical and awful but I remember and I've got this picture and I'll send you it if I can find it but it's me just like standing behind her like she looks terrified which is quite like a normal reaction to some fucking giant geordie bird just like stumbling over to her being like come and get a picture and i'm just like behind her like grinning from ear to ear like a gremlin <laughs> it's honestly awful oh i love again, it though no, i apologize on, on your behalf. behalf okay okay <laughs> but you know what I, again her demeanor because she's quite polished you yeah. think that that would deeply offend her she's mad crack like she um was talking about ending up in Ibiza in um in nightclubs yeah 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 and she's just like she's super playful and again I just don't think you get to that point in this industry without a serious 
kind of grit and spark, you know? So she has all of that in abundance. Yeah. I, I, I watched somewhere where she sort of said she'd never had a takeaway. And, yes. But she has recently had a like frozen pizza. That I think that was on our show, actually. I'm sure. I like yeah, and I, yeah. um, I just and thought she's like, you never had no, no. I mean, why, why would I? Why would you? Also, she lives out the country. They're probably a bit limited on delivery yeah. out that neck of the woods, you know? Aye. But yeah, frozen, she's she's done a frozen pizza, which feels like rock and roll, you know. It um it feels a bit debauched when you, the way she said it. It was like she yeah. did heroin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Frozen mushrooms and all on it. <laughs> Mate, I could sit and talk to you all day, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface on all of your incredible shows and projects and no, things. But thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been lush last. Just really nice to catch up. But um, yeah. just just so I sneak a tiny bit of format in there. Go on. Um, yeah, and Vicky Patterson, the secret too. We always ask our gorgeous guests to give our yes. lovely listeners a couple of pearls of wisdom. And um, sort of taking it right back to Joyride, your fantastic book, um, I think it would be really nice if you told everybody your secret to being grateful. My secret to being grateful. So is, I mean, I, I now, I used to write them down, these things. Yeah. Um, and they were a bit, they were big things, like big moments. And now I just try in every single moment to look around and go, oh, that was nice. This, <laughs> this is a night, I call it a vignette, like a little, little moment in time. Like I don't need to. Snapshot. Like a little snapshot, but that I can actually appreciate in the moment. Sometimes you find, oh, it's only at the night when you write them down. Oh, that was nice. And that was nice. And that was nice. And I've been consciously trying to force myself into recognizing while I'm in it that this is it. And so it could be, you know, a walk. It could be a cup of tea in bed. Although be careful because if it gets your groin, you're fucked. Um, But it could be, you know, like an ex, a lion or a really nice, filthy pizza, whatever it is, it's actually just mindfully doing it and going, oh my God, I'm so lucky. This is, this is nice, you know, and not going, oh, that was nice. I did a podcast with Vicky P today going, thank you. Thank you for like this lovely chat and for um, introducing me to all your gorgeous um, listeners and for, you know, no, it's, it's it's so like so yes gratitude I think everybody would in its most basic sense yeah. I've done that and like I've sat there at the end of the day I did the you know um something every week on a post-it mm-hmm. note and put it in a jar I did that love it yeah and I did love it and then my hairdresser and my makeup artist realized what I was doing and fucking wrote loads of fake ones and put <laughs> them in the jar and it really ruined it for us they were very silly some of them were very rude as well so I gave up that but that feels, and it can potentially almost get a bit contrived, you know, totally. you sit down there at, at the end of the week and you're like, shit, I haven't done one. Well, yes. Yeah. And it can feel a bit empty and you're yeah. like, uh, 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 tick, a tick, tick. Forced, yeah. Exactly. Like, but if you slow down slightly and are more present in mm-hmm. like your everyday life, then these beautiful moments, if you're not going so fast and, yeah. you know, trying to get the next, you'll actually recognize them and have a moment to be, a, a yeah. moment of reflection to be grateful. So, yeah. I'm and I think it is that, it's the feeling of it yeah. rather than just, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. It's going, okay, pick one thing and like really feel into it. I'm 
so lucky yeah. to have. And I write about it in Joyrider, like waking in the morning and going, oh, my God, this bed. These sheets feel so lovely in this bed. And having and it's even warm. A, and, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Even if you've got like a hairy leg that you can rub up against that you're like, oh, you know, yours or somebody else's. And that you have this <laughs> sense of like, oh, that was a that's a lovely little moment. And I think sometimes we're afraid to really feel it in that moment and to really feel love and to really feel joy because the fear that it will be gone. It's actually easier to just, you know, Move not on. let it Keep in. Going. Yeah, because actually getting really in touch with it then I mean for me makes me immediately think of death. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I love you. Fuck, you'll die. Thought. <laughs> exactly. I've heard that. And it's yeah. it is those intrusive thoughts, but it's actually going, no, feel into all of all of the good, all of the emotions, the good and the bad, and just let like let them let them properly and let them let feel them all. Feel them all. Feel them all and be grateful for them all. Because you know the light, the shade, the ups and downs, it all just proves you're alive. And is it aren't totally. we lucky? Oh, lucky, lucky as hell yeah and it is usually the the small things that you write off with your eye roll as like you know silly or hippie those are actually the things it's usually 100%. not the next big job or the fabulous thing that you bought yourself or whatever it is usually that little moment of intimacy or contact or connection with people tiny wholesome bits isn't it yeah like, it's and the I wholesome know. shit I love an old wholesome Instagram dump <laughs> I do you know and like I've got one from the weekend and like I'm really nervous about posting it because it's Put not it gloss it's not glossy you know it's, it's not me in a bikini it's not fucking Focus. something it's just yeah fuck, fuck. I'm putting it up actually really do it you're putting it up now and I'm it's like it a tree <laughs> and it's a bowl of soup that looks average but tasted like home it's all that shit like honestly I have a it's bit it's green it's great. It's lovely. I have a bit in the back in the back of the book, which I started doing this as a practice, and it's really, really helpful. In my phone, when little moments would happen, I'd write them down. And like one of the, this is one buttery toast, the oh, kind with holes where lumps of butter drip through onto the plate or onto your hand, and you get to mop it up with the crust. There's something so wildly comfortable about this most simple of pleasures. Put it on a gorgeous plate or eat it off a crumpled kitchen roll. It really doesn't matter. The joy is in the oozy, drippy yellow butter and the airy soakage of a good loaf together. Magic. <laughs> this is the kind of profound shit you'll get in Joyrider, guys. No, but then honestly, that was like porn for me. I, I love know, a bit right? of buttery toast. And it is like, you don't, we're not going to sit there on my deathbed and go, oh, fucking hell, I had X amount of Instagram followers. I look exactly in a bikini and I smashed this job. You're going to yeah. go, I've got this amazing family. Or I remember mm. that holiday at the seaside or, you know, like that amazing. It's the small things. It's what you get back from what you put yeah. in. And it's all of those things. Yeah. So that are hard to so, capture in Instagram. So hard. The, yeah. the, be, the beauty doesn't like the beauty doesn't come across in no. a picture. Sometimes it's in your heart. Yeah. Oh, I'm so girl. Your heart doubles. <laughs> it's doubling already. Before our eyes, you're ready. I'm, Don't I'm put them on ice, babe. You're ready to go. I'm so full of dopamine. I'm going to go before I say something else. So cheesy. I love you, Angela. Thank you for a great day. Bye, honey. <laughs> Well, that was the absolutely fantastic Angela Scanlon. I'm sure you could tell from that episode, I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's funny. I think she's honest. I think she's one of the most talented women in our industry. I just absolutely love her. Um, I feel like we could all be a bit more Angela. 
Um, so I hope you loved that episode as much as I did. Listen, a book is out at the minute, Joyrider, and I meant what I said, it moved me to absolute tears. It's brilliant, searingly honest, super refreshing, proper funny, but also really helpful too. So if you fancy hearing more from her, then obviously follow on Instagram if you don't already, but grab a book as well, because it's absolutely class. Um, have the best week ever. Ficky Patterson's Secret 2 is now on TikTok. We're obviously on Instagram. You get the podcasts wherever you listen to them. But if you'd like to enjoy them in a YouTube format, just head straight there. Um, have the best week, everybody. You deserve it.